Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a very fun Pop Talk episode. It's about the Oscars. And I'm joined with the Of The Show Boys, best friend of the show, Rob, and brother of the show, Trey. You will also hear a couple of times girlfriend of the show, Justina, as she was in the room as we started out. And it's because we were watching the end of the Oscars live as we started recording. So you're going to get real-time live reactions from us about the winners of Best Director and Best Actor and Actress and Best Picture. And Justina has a couple of comments there. But other than that, it's a discussion between me and the Of The Show fellas. And it's a fun chat. Let's just get right to it. Here's my talk with the Of The Show boys. I don't want to say anything, but I think somebody's pitching a perfect game right now. Yeah, I mean, you got the Jamie Lee Curtis one. Yep. Because uh, you know why? Her parents were royalty. She's never won an Oscar. And damn it, she's the best final girl. <laughs> and Nev Campbell's a close second. I just thought it was going to be um, Angela Bassett. Maybe. I did not. I did not because there's so much negative stuff about Marvel. That I wasn't yeah. surprised. Like, they'll give them technical awards, but they won't give them an acting one. They don't feel the same thing about DC stuff, but it's like Marvel. They don't want to do it. That's directed the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once, which is yeah. my movie of the year. I was kind of surprised Jamie Lee Curtis won. People love Jamie Lee Curtis, but they didn't really talk about her performance in that movie mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, I, I thought Stephanie Hsu was better, personally. Yeah, I I thought she had a better chance and that thought... Carrie Condon was my dark horse. But I will say Vegas Odds had it Angela Bassett, Jamie Lee Curtis in a close second, and Carrie Condon in a close third. And if we want to hear those exact numbers, Angela Bassett was plus 130, Jamie Lee Curtis was plus 165, and Carrie Condon was plus 175. So very, very close with those first three. Mm-hmm. Stephanie was plus... 3,400. God, I don't, <laughs> so I don't understand that. I think that she's so much more. I mean, I thought Jamie Lee was great in it. Yeah. And I'm glad she won an Oscar. I mean, I love Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis, Jamie Lee but Curtis. like, but yeah, I can't believe that Stephanie would be so far out of line because she's the emotional core of the movie. So, yeah. And yeah. I thought that Angela Bassett was gave such a much more powerful performance. Again, Jamie Lee Curtis did great work and did what was required of the role, et cetera, et cetera. But, just what was required of Angela Bassett on top of what she pulled off, I thought it was more impressive. And then also I, the Academy has been known to give awards to a, an actor for really their previous roles, like Al Pacino. Yeah, or like what's the name of that movie that like this really great actor, probably one of the greatest movie stars of all time, won for? Oh, yeah, Training Day. <laughs> like he's amazing in Training Day. Yeah. I'm not saying it. I'm tra- I love Training Day. 
But he should have won it for Malcolm X. He should have won for Malcolm X. The reason why he didn't was because Al Pacino got it that year. And he he should have won won it for The Godfather. Godfather. One or two. Godfather or Dog Day Afternoon. You know, like there were a couple of times he should have gotten it. Or (laughs) cruising. And one of the years that Pacino should have won it but didn't, it was because they gave it to someone else who should have won it. Should have won it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's this trickle down. And the other thing I heard, so back when Eddie Murphy was the far and away favorite to win for Dreamgirls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard Roper was saying something to the effect of how the Academy doesn't like to give it to the person that everyone says needs to get it. Like they hate being told who they're supposed to give it to. Mm. That might have been part of what played into Eddie not getting it. And I'm wondering if that's part of the Angela Bassett too. Maybe, but there's, what's so weird about that is they're fine with the campaigning. So is it about integrity? It doesn't sound like it if you're okay about the campaigning. Unless you do it the way Andrea Riceberg. I was going to say, unless you're Andrea Riceberg and like, I know everyone's, she's probably never going to They told her, again. they told them what to do then when they, <laughs> when, yeah. when they try to give her crap. No, I, I didn't think Angela had a shot because she hadn't, one like a couple that like she like at the last couple of awards has been going to to Jamie Lee Curtis, mm. and I think there's just so much that. and there's so much negative stuff in Hollywood about the same with like Netflix like yeah like all, yeah, all yeah. you know if if All Quiet on the Western Front had been released by Warner Brothers I think it would win Best Picture not mm-hmm. that I think that it should. I've seen it. It is really good. But, but you know, in a war movie like that usually does pretty well, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's done well tonight. Mm-hmm. But I think that because but it's a Netflix But not as well movie, as everything, everywhere, all at once. But I'm saying, but, but it's a Netflix but you're movie. you're right now. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want it. They they hate, ne- they, Hollywood hates Netflix, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood hates, part of it hates Marvel because, it you know, mm-hmm. everything's a Marvel movie. And so mm-hmm. it didn't surprise me. They got three awards to go, they said. Mm-hmm. The actor, actress, and best film. Am I going to go eight for eight? Well, I don't know. You might. Here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I haven't seen it, but I'd love to see Brendan Fraser, Fraser win. Yeah. It's not Fraser. 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 Yeah. Like Razor. Yeah, Fraser. Fraser. It's like Razor. It's what he says. It's like Razor. I, I, did you see the interview he did with um, Adam Sandler? Oh my God. It was so it's great. Parts of, I haven't seen all of it. it. I've seen a lot. I saw, I know I watched the whole thing. It was really good. I totally forgot about Airheads. And then <laughs> yeah. when they started talking, I was like, oh, Airheads. Oh, my God. I loved Airheads. I love I loved that movie. <laughs> Adam Sandler's really good in that one. Yeah. I'm not farting no snare drum, man. <laughs> so I, I do think Austin Butler is great in this, but I just think it was a okay movie. But that, that's kind of what I was saying about, I was thinking about Austin Butler is that Everything, not just from YouTube, but everything I've heard is that that movie and Blonde are not good. That's what I've heard, too. So I don't know. Even if the performer is great, I don't see you being able to win. Or, yeah. Like being nominated off of a bad movie is your win. Well, and I think there's like debate about like, you know, Jessica Chastain won for Tammy Faye. I thought she was amazing in that movie. But I could some people saying, oh, that wasn't that good of a movie. I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't great. But I mean, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Like, I liked it. If Paul Miskal wins, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Like, I think Austin's going to win, but I think it's just bullshit whenever people win for, oh, they did, like, you know, like, Ronnie Malik, and, you know, and, like, but then Taron Edgerton didn't win for Elton John, which I think is that was actually better than Bohemian Well, that's Rhapsody. another movie that people are like, 
this movie uh-huh. isn't that great. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. There was like the edits in this movie are awful. I wish I wish Colin I would give anything for Colin Farrell to win because he's one of my favorite actors, but he's not gonna win. <laughs> he's so good in it though. Okay, they were about to mention Beth Act. Okay, let me just shut your mouths for 30 seconds. <laughs> Talk yeah. about something else. Is that his son with Colin Farrell's son with him? Because that's classy probably, movie. but I don't that's know. That's a classy move. Yeah. All right, so up. one of us got it right, Rob. Oh, god damn it. Wait a minute. Is that the girl from Stranger Things is in the wheel? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so happy for him. All right. I'll be humble. I didn't go. I didn't do a perfect game tonight. All right. Sorry. Listen to the wrong people, guys. I fell into the wrong crowd. <laughs> Great speech. Great speech. Emotion. I like the joke in the monologue about how Kihi uh, Kwad, he and uh, Brendan Fraser were in Encino Man. <laughs> oh, okay. They have them doing people. Everyone's like, well, it's not going to be Will Smith. So who's going to do? There are plenty of movie stars there who can hand out Best Actress. <laughs> I always thought Ana de-, de Armas was an odd choice for Marilyn anyway. Just from a look standpoint. I kind of get it, but I do really like her as an actress, but that movie, we could not finish it. Yeah. It just felt wrong. What did Andrea Riseborough do in her campaigning that pissed off the Academy? She did a lot like private screenings and like pre-campaigning. It it was like using like, like influencers that other people didn't have and like, like, putting together screenings and things like that that were kind of questionable from what I understand. Mm. But a lot of actors went to bat for her. <laughs> you know, it's all campaigning. Yeah. Yeah, because the other people, the traditional campaigning is just pouring a lot of money into ads. Yeah, and like, which she yeah. did not have. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, she evened the playing field. Yeah, and they didn't like that. But also, I hear it's not that good of a movie. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's. It'd be one thing if it was like Kate Blanchett had to do this for Tar. Right, right. You know, what's difficult is that there are two actresses nominated with the same first name. Yeah. (laughs) So you really can't pause between you say that first name and the last name. Oh, Mark Maron's in that movie. Which one? To Leslie. Is he? I didn't realize that. Yeah, they showed his back. And he's like, hey, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Then he went, lock the gate. Lock the gate on Leslie. Yeah. A lot of people think Michelle Williams fucked up. She should have tried to be Best Supporting Actress instead of Best Actress, and she would have won it hands down. Hmm. She was a lead actress. <laughs> yeah, but there she are other lead actresses not the main who've character. done that. Yeah, and she wasn't the main character. I mean, she was like the she's a supporting role. Fair point. Like Keith, he was uh, the lead male, but he was yeah, he was a lead male, act. but yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, go three for three. Yeah. 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 You All stick right. at the Don Lemon, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. What did she say about Don Lemon? She said, don't let anyone tell you you're past your prime. That's what he said about Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. She never had a prime, but she's definitely <laughs> past it. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about it in terms of political awareness. He was talking about it in the most sexist way possible. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, oh. How about though one Bond girl presenting to another Bond girl? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Yao, I don't know if you should kiss that Oscar so much because that's not the one you take home. That's the one a bunch of people are going to handle. And <laughs> she'll, she'll take COVID for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She's going to give it to James Hong and kill him, though. So. <laughs> yes. 
Harrison Ford presenting Best Picture. Oh, look at Key. So happy at Harrison. Can I do my Harrison? And who are the nominees? That's pretty good. Best Picture. I loved when Hamill did that impersonation talking yeah, about on the set of Star Hamill Wars. Does insane Harrison one. Hey, kid. It was not that kind of show. <laughs> I do like whenever Mark Hamill talks about, like, he talks like in his whiny teenage New Hope voice. He's like, ah, mm-hmm. the converters and stuff. He was well, like, going to go to Tash. And- <laughs> what a smack in the face it would be if everything, everywhere, all at once didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> After all the awards that won tonight, what if they were just like, uh, Triangle of Sadness? <laughs> uh, can I introduce you to a little film called La La Land? <laughs> 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 that literally won almost everything it was supposed to win and then lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a dramatic reading. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh my God, Tally's there. Yes. Previous guest of the podcast, Tally Medell is at the Oscars and she is in. And Oscar-winning picture. Hell to the yeah. Aw. Harrison Ford. (laughs) He tried to hand it to Key. (laughs) Even Key was like, no, give it to him. No time for love, Dr. Jones. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The picture of those two behind the scenes of, what was it, D23 or something? It was great. Yeah, that was. It's sad. It's like the Fablemans is like getting shut out, basically. And it's yeah. supposed to be really good. Yeah. Triangle of Sadness was insane. It sounds like there are some people who were just turned off by what appeared to be schmaltziness to the Fablemans. And so they, a lot of folks didn't watch who mm. <laughs> might have otherwise loved it. But that is like a criticism that people have long had of Spielberg movies. Oh, Jonathan Majors. No, I don't like that tux. I saw him. So they promoted the Oscars as starting at what would be 7 Eastern. So I turned it on then, and it was really still the red carpet stuff. And so I saw Jonathan Majors describe his tuxedo, and he said he wanted to go for a Frederick Douglass. I can't believe. That's so awesome, that one. Steven Spielberg was like, yeah, hey, I made a movie about my life, and I didn't win. And I'm considered one of the greatest directors of all time. (laughs) Yeah, at least Everyone. Spielberg won. He's won two. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's doing, doing okay. He's like a gajillionaire. Like he's doing okay. He married Willie Scott. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that was Spielberg's daughter in Licorice Pizza? Um, she's no. one of the the servers in the restaurant who says that she gave Larry a a handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, this is daughter. Well, that's it. There it is. <laughs> that's the end of the episode <laughs> that was the whole thing us live reacting I'm only sad that I didn't go 8 for 8 tonight because Brenda Cruz <laughs> one. Oh, a number of Oscars telecasts without incident one <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> that's dirty that's dirty and then he, had, he high fives cocaine bear so you're really <laughs> seeing tonight Rob I am really saying. Let's hop right in. Since everyone listening already knows who won, let's start with what our predictions were. I don't have everyone's in front of me, but Rob, you would, how many did you get right? Uh, I only missed one. 
Okay, yeah. So pretty good still, you know? Yeah, I'm good. just mad. I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, stupid Austin Butler. I didn't want to vote for him, and I thought he was going to win. <laughs> so I didn't really enjoy that movie. So I didn't want it to win, but I did think he was great. I really wanted Brendan Fraser to win because um, he's been through it, and he's he's back, back in a big way, and that was a big moment for him. So that was the one... That was the one you got wrong. The one I got wrong was Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought it was going to be Angela Bassett because Angela Bassett was the odds on favorite in Vegas to win. So that was my (laughs) guess. And it was wrong. Everyone that I was pulling for won with the exception of Angela Bassett, but I wasn't pulling for anything necessarily for best adapted screenplay because I'd only seen two of those movies. And I, but I thought it was going to be women talking. They were the odds on favorite to win mm-hmm. and they won. So I, she I won. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I just meant that they is in that movie, but yeah, yes, I know. I know. Trey, did, did you get all of them? No. <laughs> so I also missed Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. is for the same reasons that you said. And I also saw both of those. Just thought that Angela Bassett's performance was the more powerful one of the two. Or, or could it be that maybe you recognize that Ghostbusters is a better Halloween song, and that's why you couldn't vote for? <laughs> nice, uh, nice try. Justina got. She, vo- she votes with her heart, so she's probably she really did wrong. say that she voted with her heart, and you know she didn't also say like, "Here's what I think will win." She was just like, "Here are the ones I, I think slash want to win," and so. She got Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Original Screenplay, correct. But she did not get Best Original Song or Best Adapted Screenplay or Best Supporting Actress, correct. She wanted Carrie Condon for The Mm. Banshees of Inishirin, and Living was what she picked for Best Adapted Screenplay. And Hold My Hand, the Top Gun song by Lady Gaga for Best Original Song. And that went to RRR, which we both really loved that. Saw it, really yeah. enjoyed it. In addition to getting Jamie Lee Curtis wrong, even though Halloween's my favorite Halloween movie, I got Best Adapted Screenplay wrong. I thought All Quiet on the Western Front, just because I mm-hmm. heard great things on NPR about it. Mm-hmm. But Women Talking, I did hear buzz about it, so I'm not shocked by that. Best Original Screenplay. I thought because Banshee's been sharing was looking like it was going to get edged out. I thought mm-hmm. it could get that one and let everything everywhere all at once win everything else. But that's obviously mm-hmm. not the way it went. Mm-hmm. And then best original song, I thought it was a toss up between Rihanna and, and Lady Gaga. Well, I will say, so I had Carrie Condon as my dark horse, as I mentioned. So I wanted RRR to win. But I was sort of like, well, but lift me up, Maywin. I don't know. <laughs> but when it came to best song, it was RRR that had the best odds in Vegas. And when it came yeah. to original screenplay, it was Everything Everywhere All at Once at number one. And for adapted screenplay, it was Women Talking. And that is yeah, the women... one that I heard people talking about the most. That was, that's the one I always kind of call like the... It's the we're not going to give you best director. It's the Quentin Tarantino or, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan Peele kind of award where, right. you know, like they're not going to give you best picture. They're not going to give you best director. But, you know, if you're a writer, director like them, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to win 
you know, either adapted or original screenplays that, that I, I kind of thought, and Sarah Polly has kind of been on that trajectory with her career yeah. that I wasn't surprised that she mm-hmm. was, I thought, and then when it, I just like at that point, and then I, I saw bits of the movie and it was pretty good. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's going to win. So, okay. Well, you know, with original song, I know that Tom Cruise picked that song and I was a little surprised when I first heard it. But then when I heard the other songs that were nominated, I thought, well, that that was actually a good call because it's the it felt like the same genre of music as a couple of the other songs, like or really most of the other songs that were nominated. And so with the exception of RRR, I mean, it's very similar in, in style, I felt like, to the, the Rihanna song and the song Diane, for the Diane Warren song. Yeah. The tell it like a woman is for, is that movie and Rihanna's yeah, know Rihanna. about yeah. <laughs> so, that's so, probably why RRR won. Cause it was the one that was different. <laughs> Maybe. I think it was. And I think it was also, it was just so viral in like the, the video and the, their dancing is just insane. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think like, I, I'm not surprised it, it kind of edged out the, because it was, but then it's like, you know, like I keep thinking about No Time to Die. Is that the last? Mm-hmm. Is that that's the Billie Eilish one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just still can't believe that one won. Like I just that that song was, I don't know, but they like songs like that. So I would have thought maybe in a, a different year they would have liked the Lady Gaga one or maybe the Rihanna or one. Rihanna, yeah, yeah. I, well, the way people responded to Lady Gaga's performance, I was like, I don't know, maybe that's gonna win. <laughs> like the people in the room were really into it. I thought, I thought Rihanna had a really strong vocal tonight too. Agree. Possibly. Yeah, I thought she did sound. I thought she sounded yeah. good too. Yeah, that's a good I, run for her. Super Bowl, and then yeah, next Seriously. month is Oscars, and then later this year will be delivering a baby. Right? Did you so, notice her husband was drinking champagne? I did, and I didn't see anyone else doing that. And I was like, No, what? he must have thought he was at there's the an Golden option. Globes. Yeah, <laughs> like he brought BYOC man, bring your own champagne. Like, <laughs> but there's no sex in the champagne. There's no sex in the champagne. If a girl's got a tongue ring, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Chris Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody got slapped. No one got slapped. I think the show was fun. I think they did a good job keeping it going along. It was, this was one thing Justine and I kept saying watching the show, watching a telecast was like how happy it was and how nice it was. Yeah. It was like so positive. And a lot of that was just like the winners. Like Key's speech was amazing. There were so many people who had such nice, sweet things to say. And there was a good vibe all in all through the night. And then I, I do think that Kimmel was funny and, and did a good job. How did you all feel about how the overall telecast went? Same, same. I thought it was great. Now, even though it obviously ran quite long, mm-hmm. it didn't feel to me like it was running long. Like watching it, it felt like it was moving. And, mm-hmm. and it was good stuff. And they weren't even bogging it down with bits but the presenters were still funny as well as the other stuff that that Kimmel did here and there I liked his bit of parachuting in that was solid yeah the only thing about that is I think to fully sell that he should have been like Billy Crystal style more integrated in more clips yeah it was a great clip montage summarizing the year and then all of a sudden Kimmel's there so it was just a little jarring, but I thought it was still really good. I mean, that's a nit. Yeah. Yeah. As someone um, who grew up on the MTV Movie Awards, and they would always crush that part of it, like <laughs> having a lot of fun with the performances and what they can do with technology. 
they went for that when Anne Hathaway and James Franco hosted. And it wasn't bad. It was like a fun thing, but it got so overshadowed by the fact that James Franco threw Anne Hathaway under the bus the whole night and just didn't try at all. But I wish they would do that more because it's 2023. It's fun. Mm-hmm. If MTV could do that in the 90s, mm-hmm. certainly they could do that even better now. So I don't understand why they don't do more of that. Yeah, because I thought we talked about this in a previous Emmys episode that one of the best Emmys openings was Cullivan going from show to show. Now, that wasn't integrating into existing clips to his new stuff, but that was great. And then, you know, like we're saying, the MTV stuff, like one of the clips I, I think about from time to time is Jimmy Fallon saying, you got barbecue sauce on my outfit and Obi-Wan saying, you have done that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Flippy, 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 lava, lava. Lava. Yeah. <laughs> I say flippy, flippy, lava, lava a lot. I It's just one of my favorite things. Ever. Yeah, we laugh about that all the time. Flippy, flippy, <laughs> lava, lava. <laughs> Comedy nerd reference here. Part of the reason Andy Samberg became an SNL cast member is because he and those other you know Lonely Island guys were writing for that MTV Movie Awards. Mm-hmm. And Fallon was like, these guys are funny, Lauren. You should look yeah. into having them on. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, overall, I thought everything was great. I thought you said, you already said Kimmel was funny. I think his, he had a lot of great bits in that opening monologue. Mm-hmm. And they found a nice, fresh, funny way. Everyone in the world knew they were going to make jokes about the slap. And they still made it funny, even though we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And he spread them out pretty well, which is great. And, and the just to break even, all of Nick Cannon's kids had to watch Avatar four times. <laughs> <laughs> like jokes like that. And, and how Spielberg had to have been high making E.T. and Alien eating all the Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Who could remember how to call home, yeah. Like, it was just a lot of great bits. What was his, he had a pretty good La La Land joke and I cannot remember what he said exactly. It was pretty good. And I, obviously, I like the fact that he took a big shot at Matt Damon. I thought that mm-hmm. was great. I texted everyone. I felt seen with the cocaine bear scene. I just mm-hmm. I'm glad Hollywood. Cocaine bear showed up twice. Twice. He snuck in there in that other bit. Oh, too. three times. Three, three times. times. I love. Oh, right. I love the fact right the that that Jimmy got Jenny. That they brought out Jenny. That was really just yeah. Cool. Yeah, the we, donkey from the donkey Banshee's from Banshee's oh, yeah. Banshee's 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 Like I really enjoyed that movie. I really, really enjoyed that. movie. I liked it. We just hated the ending. We hated the ending. We just rushed the ending so much. They rushed the ending. We hated the ending. But the genuine excitement when Colin Farrell and, and Gleason saw the donkey out there. Yeah. <laughs> really, we're excited to see the donkey. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it was such a positive night. You know, like everyone yeah, was the- really game for just being happy and and, and there. And, and still, Kimmel didn't hold punches. Like, and still no. yeah. went after yeah. some punches. Well, I think his best joke. I the thought Babylon was- joke was harsh. The hard battle yeah. joke was harsh. I thought that um, the Robert Blake joke was pretty good too. That oh, yeah. was I a good that. one. That was a good one. But um, no one's gonna be mad about that because he, no. Like, but I thought it was someone. pretty pretty fucked up. The guy's dead. Beretta's dead, but he did kill his wife. I mean, um, it just happened too. It's not like I know. Died it was eight pretty cold blooded. Yeah, it was like a couple just, days ago. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. My only my only nitpick, and there was something Megan pointed out to me while we were watching together, was. There was a couple of times where they cut people's speeches off and yeah. they were all women of color. Of color. Yeah, I noticed that they were doing that. And then 
because they did like that stupid ass white guy with the weird hair for like animated short who's like like making all those corny jokes it's like and he was like 80 years old and i'm like also i'm like why are you making animated shorts when you're like 80 like you should be making real whatever but uh (laughs) but i was like like man they were letting this guy go along and like there's like one like one woman who for like the the documentary short or the yeah Mm -hmm. short film like she she was the producer she went to and they're like nope Nope, nope, nope. Not even like let her have one word. But I will the... say in regards to that, because it happened a few times during the telecast where there were multiple people accepting an award and the first person would go up and give a full 45 second speech yeah. and then turn it over. And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen here? You went full 45 seconds. Like the, this is what they they should do. And I, I know that you don't know necessarily you're going to win and you can like get in your head or whatever but you just gotta plan ahead when there are two this... or three of you or more then just go back and forth just like we want to thank the, the producer and then another one says the director yeah, and then like, another one says it like what? give like do a sentence together a person at a time like just make it easier for everyone to get to speak and if you're like their agents or like the the production company or something wouldn't you like tell them like lock this up so everybody can talk like like right. talk it through. No, because the right. agents want every single one of them to get named. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lot of them, they have the same agent, then it's easy. I mean, it's yeah, way I, easier. We could just say like, probably, we want to thank our director. Yeah. Part of it is probably that these two and three person winners are in categories where they all naturally think they're not going to win, so they don't yeah. actually plan. I, I think some of them probably knew. Like I think because I knew like the if we had gone like the full thing, I I. I knew like the 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 one with the elephants was gonna win that short. I knew like the boy in the the that one. I knew that was that's the guy with the stupid hair. Yeah, that that was the one where the guy. I heard that that one stunk. I heard that that movie stunk. I but I heard there's a lot of money behind it. So that yeah, oh. but yeah, like it was like J.J. Abrams I think produced it. But yeah, it was it. You would just I don't know like you would just think they would lock that up a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> so. but For but sure. to to your point, Rob, and this I actually. I'm going to kind of talk around both sides of my mouth on this one. Because I thought a great moment <laughs> was everybody singing happy birthday to that one guy. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But, but I didn't think about this when I thought about how great that was. I mean, how powerful. How can you, what kind of emotion have you, you got to be feeling when the yeah. entire Oscars crowd is singing happy birthday to you? Right. But if you timed it, it had to prove Rob's point even more because there's no way that singing happy birthday after a speech didn't go longer than some of the people who got cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you start singing happy birthday to a guy with Down syndrome, you're not going to cut him. <laughs> you're not yeah, going to cut that's, away. That's, that's, a, that's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Should they have cut that one dude who went too long with his corny jokes? Yes. Yeah. But not the happy birthday to yeah. this kid. Yeah. A lot of them that go along too aren't like on screen presence. So maybe like, you know, being on screen and then also like being in front of a large crowd of people, maybe you're just like, ah, ah, ah like yeah. no matter what, it still the hits price, you. Sure. The shock is the cry. Sure. Even if you knew you're even if you win, know, you're standing even if you're up like the, there, like, oh, yeah, crap. even if you're the odds on favorite, there's always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always a moonlight La La Land moment, so you never know. You might not win. Sure, sure. Oh, so, yeah. You would just think after 95 years, somebody would have been like, "Hey, maybe we should do it this way." Just have like a coaching program. Like you are. Well, like, they you do. Guys... That's. I don't know if they do it for the smaller categories, like the ones we're 
actually talking about. But yeah. when they do that luncheon, every year when they do that luncheon, oh, yeah. they tell them, keep it short. And there have been times where they said they, they would show a package of what they said is the right way to do it. And the, I've heard it one year, they were like, here's the way you should accept your award. And they cut to a clip of Joe Pesci just saying thank you and walking off <laughs> Like They are telling them, keep it brief. But you got to expect them to get like yeah. kind of go on. Yeah. I, I don't think Joe Pesci just said thank you because he was like, what am I? Am I here to amuse you? Am I? <laughs> what? My, what's so fucking funny about me? Sorry. <laughs> when they showed Ray Liotta, I was just mad. I was mad because yeah. he should have won an Oscar playing Henry Hill. And it's stupid. Yeah. And so sorry. Who won that year? I don't remember when what, what Ray Liotta was Ray Liotta nominated. I'm about to find out. I'm looking right now. <laughs> he on... wasn't even nominated. He would have been best supporting or best lead. He was best lead. Okay. So in 91, Jeremy Irons looks like he won. Oh, probably reversal of fortune. Yes. And Kevin okay. Costner was nominated for dances with wolves and De Niro for awakenings and Gerard Depardieu for Serena de Bergerac and Richard Harris was nominated for the field. Joe Pesci was nominated for best supporting actor for Goodfellas one for Goodfellas. So Ray wasn't nominated at all. No. Ray was not nominated at all. That's even worse in my memory. Ugh. Pacino was nominated for Dick Tracy for supporting actor. Oh my God. And Andy Grand Garcia Ray was nominated. nominated for Godfather three. He was the best part of Godfather 3. What so am I going to do with this guy? What am I doing with this guy? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't be too mad at Jeremy Irons winning, but without yeah. remembering everybody else's performance, it's, it's feels surprising that Leota wasn't nominated. I don't know about Richard Harris in that movie. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. I've heard about the other performances. So mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that those other people yeah. were nominated. You know, it is one of those things when people complain about who's nominated and who wins. You can, you can go through every year and, and just say, why did this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's going to be kind of hard. And like Trey has said a bunch of times, like, who are you going to take out then? Like, who should be, yeah. who should lose it? Like, yeah. even yeah. like that year with Ray, like, Ray Liotta, like, Awakenings wasn't that great. I mean, it was an okay movie. I remember watching it and like, mm -hmm. it was okay, but like. He's much better as Jimmy Conway, you know, mm -hmm. and like I, I could see like I, I think that they decided to run with Awakenings over Jimmy Conway for for Goodfellas. But like, mm -hmm. even though it's Ray Liotta's movie, it always felt like when you saw the posters, it was Robert De Niro. But really. Oh, yeah, because Ray Liotta was lesser known. So you, he was mm -hmm. like the third lead. De Niro. Yeah. I mean, De Niro yeah. was the hero at that point. So, yeah. right. Right. Exactly. It's too bad. I, I'm, I'm with you about being mad that Liotta was was up there and I. I'd actually kind of forgotten about a couple of other people that they mentioned. And I didn't, I forgot that like Louise Fletcher died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Robbie Coltrane died either. I forgot mm. about that one. Yeah. And I was yeah. just literally reading Harry because we started reading Harry Potter to our son. Mm. Big, big turf. And yeah, no, I was reading about Hagrid and then I saw that about Robbie Coltrane died and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and no wonder John Travolta was so emotional mm -hmm. presenting that because not only was like mm -hmm. the first person they mentioned, Olivia Newton John, but Kirstie Alley was also mm -hmm. mentioned. So it's two of his leading ladies that mm -hmm. passed away. So it's really, yeah. you know, 
it was, a, it was nice that he got to do that in a way, but it was also like kind of sad, you know, that he was experiencing that. Since there were so many people where they had both the photo and the video, I was a little surprised that Nichelle Nichols didn't also have video. Yeah. Because of how iconic Uhura is and mm-hmm. how like important, like not just iconic, but like culturally important. That character. Extremely important. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like right. that one. Absolutely. I was surprised because I, I, you know, you all know I'm, I like the Star Trek stuff, but I what? got into Star Trek. <clears throat> well, I got into Star Trek late. Like I wouldn't call it my favorite show. Like there are shows I'd like more. It's just that Star Trek's more pervasive. So I've seen it more than stuff that I like more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I wasn't a TOS head. Like I got into it in the next gen era. Yeah, but Nichelle Nichols passing hit me a lot harder than I expected it to. Mm. And just well, thinking about like, Whoopi Goldberg's story about seeing her on TV, like that kind of stuff. I don't think I've ever heard Whoopi talk about oh. that, but that would make sense. I'll have to look Yeah, so, so here's how Whoopi, the short version of how Whoopi said it. She saw Michelle Nichols on, on Star Trek and was like, Mommy, Mommy, there's a black woman on TV and she ain't playing on me. Mm. It's like, that that's... is what made Whoopi a, uh, now I'm getting choked up, but that's what made Whoopi a Star Trek fan. Wow. And like she campaigned to get on next year. And like the producers were like, somebody's been... punking us because there's no way this big time star is trying to be on our show. And Whoopi was like, maybe I can be this generation's reverse. I never realized, I've always wondered about that. I never did research because I've always been like, it's always interesting that Whoopi Goldberg was in because she's always so good. And mm-hmm, so I was yeah. like, I was like, that's always interesting, you know, and like all the episodes she was on and stuff, it was always like a joy to see her. And she was just such a good character for her. Mm-hmm. And that makes so much sense now. Like that makes it even better. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and then I'm sure you've heard the Martin Luther King Jr. story, Michelle Nichols. No, no. So Michelle Nichols, I think after the first season was thinking, I, I, I think I want to leave the show because she was just tired of saying yelling three plus he's open captain and just didn't think much of it and yeah mlk was a huge star trek i didn't in some kind of way found out you know like he bumped into her or something and found out that she was thinking about leaving and he said you can't do that you're too important to showing this image to people yeah i mean that's what representation is that's insane that's insane No, I mean it makes it makes a lot of sense, but it's just insane to hear that stuff. It's like, wow. Mm. Yeah. I just wish that Lenny Kravitz wasn't singing during it. <laughs> you really don't like Lenny Kravitz. I really don't like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> wow. Why is he one, he's wearing sunglasses indoors, which is already like a douche move. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Unless <laughs> so he cataracts so like can. Bono. Maybe, but also he had lyrics in front of him. I don't mind that. It's one song. I, it's I one. Know, did he write it? Like you I don't can't even sing know. a song you wrote. Like unless it was like some song they're like, hey Lenny, do this song. And like I get it, but like but like for real, bro. Like you're on I like, I understand also, the like, criticism. I just don't agree it with it so much. Like <laughs> it was like blatant, like hide it a little. Yeah. Blatant he was like has was looking at lyrics. It's like I, I don't know. I'm a big anti look at lyrics person. Sorry. I don't have a problem with it. And I think John Mayer does it. Yeah. And I don't like it when he does it. And I'll tell him <laughs> that to his face. Like, John, I love you, but 
Lock it up, bro. Learn your songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wrote I, them. I think the reason it doesn't bother me is because of VH1, either Storytellers or the MTV Unplugged with Rod Stewart, because he had the he had the music in front. Of him. He was reading, and it was very polite. And I was like, oh, I guess that's an okay thing to do. <laughs> so, like, ever since when I've seen someone do it, I'm just like, I guess some people just need that. And it might just be like a safety net for some people. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to hate anybody. <laughs> I mean, if the performance is still good, I don't care that they're reading the lyric sheet. Yeah, I like that part in, in Hunger Games Part 2. He gets beat to death. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want any harm coming to Lenny Kravitz. I just Look, Prince, like if he was good enough for Prince. That makes me sad. <laughs> I think that's what, what kind of has made me respect Lenny Kravitz is because he's on Raven to the Joy Fantastic. With he is, and then I then I hear the song "Fly," and then I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high. <laughs> no, I get it, I get it. But there are a couple of songs I like, like "Straight Cold Player." No, I'm kidding. I went to a Lenny Kravitz concert, and it was great. Now, I have a friend who said he went to one and like women who was stripping and throwing their literally. Oh, I like, could see that they just bars. absolutely love him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I went to the wrong performance. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> <None of> that <laughs> was. <laughs> Anything else to say about the. What, I mean, it was. This was an easy one to break it, down. We were, like we last were, year, we spent so long just like trying an hour to decompress. And a half talking yeah. about the slap. Like, yeah, because like it was so much to decompress, but this one is so straightforward because it was like. It was fun. It was nice. Mm -hmm. It was positive. I'm so happy for Key and Michelle Yao and all these, you know, like, I don't have anything negative to say, though I was, I feel like, and maybe I was reading into things, when they named Jamie Lee Curtis, it looked like Angela Bassett was a little, like, disappointed, like, like kind of disappointed. Not mad at Jamie Lee Curtis or disrespect, but it looked like, it just, I could be reading into her facial expression, and I hate when people trying to act like they are body language experts online, but it just looked like she was a little like. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure everybody every year has some of that because they're not the one who won. But I, well, you know, sure, I but away, everyone so I also like claps, you know, immediately and just yeah. like does a very like nod, like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And you know that it's just them yeah. doing what they're supposed to do, but she looked to hit by it a little more. I think that's the downside to being the heavy favorite. Yeah, because even if you're a humble person and you try to tell yourself mm -hmm. any one of these women can win, it's hard for it to not seep into you that it's supposed to be me. Yeah, and and so it's going to hit you. Like I don't think her winning would have felt as good to her as losing her because no. of how much of a front runner she was. And I I use the Eddie Murphy example again because I remember how devastated he looked. When it wasn't God, his name, and I, and Bill Murray when he didn't win for um, lost, lost, in, lost translation, in translation, he looked mm -hmm. a little like, well, this is my only real shot. You know, it looked like he was a little disappointed too. He should have won for that one too. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you know. yeah. I I'm not. I mean, well, Jason and I went and saw Dream Girl, Dream Girls together, and we I walked out of that like he should win the Oscar. I, I still that yeah. is probably I hate I, out of all of the Oscar losses that were maybe disappointing to people, that one is the most ridiculous. Well, I, I shouldn't say ridiculous because I do have love and respect for Arkin, 
But I like Arkin. I like him. And a I lot, love but... that movie. Like I remember we watched that together. I thought he was good in the movie, but it should have been Eddie Murphy. I like the movie too, but yeah, it was yeah, and there's a lot of blowback about that movie too, just because it's I don't know, just I think there for me it was just there's so much love for Little Miss Sunshine that it kind of turned me off mm. too. And so I don't know, like, but I, I really just loved Eddie Murphy and Dream Girls. Well, I would think like a couple of them that also bothered me was like Saving Private Ryan losing to freaking <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. It's just yeah. such a travesty. Yeah. But, and like, and yeah. that was the year where they actually split Best Director and, and Best Picture because mm-hmm. they wanted to like honor them both somehow. And yeah. I, I think Spielberg was not very happy about that because he said something like, how could I have done the best up directing, but the movie the wasn't the best. The best. Yeah. <laughs> and that is sort of reminds me of like when Prince didn't win the Grammy for album of the year for sign of the times when you two won for Joshua tree, which I'm like, look, I get it. Those are both great albums. And I understand like why it's Prince's masterpiece. I understand why he would want to win for that. But at the same time, you kind of have to see just how big of a deal that U2 album was, but Prince yeah. had a line like, I could play every song on their album, but they can't play Housequake. <laughs> so I, yeah, <laughs> they probably can't, but that's not really, <laughs> I totally understand why Joshua Tree won just because it was such a big moment in music. But yeah, I mean, you know, sign of time. Oh, no, I, I was thinking the other one, Burt Reynolds, for not winning for Boogie Nights. Oh, right. Mm. He was so good in that. But who who did he lose to? I don't remember. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is one of those things where it's like, well, who should have won? And it's like, well, I guess I could see it going to any of these people or a couple of these people. Um, yeah. And this is one of those years where it's like, I'm, I'm not unhappy Jamie Lee Curtis won. Robin Williams won for Goodwill Hunting instead of Burt Reynolds. Oh, oh that's yeah. a hard choice. Yeah. But Burt Reynolds was kind of the favorite. That was hmm. going into it because I think he because he was a little more old Hollywood in that sense that yeah. they kind of thought he was going to win. Well, he oh, was man. he after, was so good in that movie. Yeah. Well, after the telecast, Robin Williams just went up to Bird Reynolds and said, "It's not your fault." Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. <laughs> but I I looked it up because I was curious. I didn't remember if Angela Bassett was nominated but what's love got to do with she it. was she nominated was. she was she was yeah that was the other oscar nomination that's why i thought that she was going to win for this because right. she didn't because it for could that. be the she should have won for that but, sort of but thing. she did win in life because i always forget that the awesome courtney b vance is her husband <laughs> i know yeah yeah <laughs> and i saw him i was like oh god i, I always forget they're married i love <laughs> i love him so much i love them so much individually yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to be with both of them. Can you imagine the like him explaining to her about not getting toilet paper? <laughs> like, can you just like, I would love to see that. That just should be a sketch like, on How dare you not get me toilet paper for Wakanda? <laughs> and then, and then he's, he starts doing Johnny Cochran to her. But the uh, level of sophistication and like their most ridiculous arguments like that. That's a sketch I'd be idea. Quit student. <laughs> that is a sketch idea that I would love for. Yeah, that's like that's like a niche sketch idea. Like, <laughs> but that's that Dan Michael Chase gonna pull it off. It could be oh. an SNL one too, though. Yeah, it could be. But you know oh. what? I I didn't realize. I know we texted talking about how he cried at his yeah. speech. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how important to me his winning was <laughs> until he won. And yeah. I don't know. If, 
part of that might be because of Ariana DeBose getting choked up as she said his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's when it started for me. But like, you know, I definitely felt it. No, no. That that really I just touched really me. I really cannot that. stress how important he was to me as a child. Like short round and data mm-hmm. are two of my favorite characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Like I love Temple of D- I mean, I've, I've been on here. I've said like Last Crusade is my favorite. If you really want to go in order, it's like reverse for me mm. because I watch Temple of Dune the most, but Lost, Last Crusade, I clearly remember seeing in the theater. It's just one of mm. my favorite film experience. I do think it's a better movie, but I've mm. always, but I but watched Crystal Temple- Skull is your favorite. No. Clearly, I love the part with the monkeys and I don't hate that movie. I don't hate that movie either. I don't, hate, I don't it. hate it. It's not as good as the, the first right three. Term. It's not as good as the first three. They but the new one what they were going good. for. It's just, it was a shitty idea. It's always been a shitty idea to do aliens. It was a terrible idea. And they should have fought George on that one. Just like they were, they should have said, look at Jar Jar. Let's come up with a better idea. Um, well, that's, that's where I say that what they set out to execute, they did well because they figured, Hey, the 19, the original trilogy took place in the forties. Yeah. So let's do the ser- serials movie style for that. Yes. Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull takes place in the fifties. Yep. So it should be a B movie aesthetic. So it accomplished that. Fully mm-hmm. with everything, it's including what we didn't like, and that's why they weren't with aliens. But it's an Indiana Jones. I don't right. care what damn decade care. it is. There's still some great. It's got to be an Indiana Jones. Some, and and I understand people don't like the refrigerator thing. That's pretty hokey. But but it's still an awesome movie. And there's still some mm-hmm. really good scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean Harrison Ford. I mean he can make you think a shit movie is interesting to watch. So For sure, he sells it. Yeah, he sells it. Yeah, that Star Wars was terrible. Oh. Let me just add, Julia Louis-Dreyfus made that joke. Keep that is- my wife's name out your <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> I've been waiting so long to do it. Oh, waiting- man. <laughs> oh. Well, All right, there it is. Thanks for doing the podcast, fellas. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Love you. Keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The absurdity. The absurdity. It's mostly Rob, but it is all of us. Uh, but mostly Rob. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that chat. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at There It Is. And follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and Instagram at Jason Far Picks. Also subscribe to our Comedy Lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info. Links in bio. We have an absolutely stellar episode next week. It is with Vanessa Marshall. Yes, that Vanessa Marshall. She is amazing. Cannot wait to share that with you. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 